Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Live from Liberty Hall, Dr. Tyler, Liberty Hall, it's a wheezing, groaning sound, the only podcast about Doctor Who. Today we have an omega crop of doctors for you to take a journey through a black hole and over an event horizon. And then there's a bit of smoke coming from a hole. We don't know what that is. Uh, but I won't be alone because joining me this week are my replacements, a dandy and a clown, <laughs> however they want to identify, um, in the form of Mr. John Rain and Mr. Paul Litchfield. Welcome. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, what do we want to do first? Do we want to just sort of give uh, our sort of assessments, overall general assessments um, of what we thought of the three doctors? <laughs> I will say this. Um, mm. E equals MC squared, just as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, go on, Paul. Well, I'm just, I, I'm, I just want to take a mega and just take him for a, like a McDonald's for a drink. <laughs> take him, take him to the zoo. Just have yeah. a nice because I think what what it all boils down to is Omega's lonely and wants mates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is really sad. But of course, you have just the worst mate to have, Omega. Just, uh, the worst place to hang out as well. Like that weird palace he's got. There's nothing to do. Yeah. All his mates I look know, like it's utterly insane. Disgusting balls. <laughs> um, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I wrote he, he yeah because he's been left by himself, hasn't he? So yeah. I'm going to make a palace. <laughs> he's con- he's always constantly sort of on a soapbox, screaming about everything and having tantrums and crying and. Really oh, it's a nightmare to have as a mate. He should get the internet because he could red pill an entire generation. Yeah. <laughs> I have faith in him. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing oh, that this whole thing exists because of his will, and his will extends to a quarry and sort of <laughs> a very limited set. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he's just got his own sort of like mad Las Vegas palace in the middle of just a, a wasteland. <laughs> yeah. And he's just utterly mad. He's basically built the Millennium Dome. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when they built it, there was nothing around there. Yeah. And there was nothing inside it, apart from a, a statue of a man. <laughs> That's what he's done there. And of and course, was- he's, he's, he's got those lovely friends of him. Um, uh, yeah. I just wrote, they look like Scotch egg bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly do. No I'm one Scotch ever like, asks him about that. No one ever says, Omega, you know you created everything here. What, what were they about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you hungover when you did that? <laughs> yeah. Where are the babes, my man? Yeah. Where are the babes? Come on, mate. Wow. Uh, but, Paul, we should, before we move on, um, yes. what was yes. on telly? Well, let's have a look, shall we? Um, the Three Doctors, which was first broadcast on the 30th of December, Ooh. 1972. Ooh. Just Amazing. before New Year. Lovely. <laughs> 
Wow. Um, mm. it, well, do you know what? It was slightly slim pickings uh, that day. Mm. Um, BBC One just had, obviously, sport all day and probably they showed The Great Escape 900 times. Um, <laughs> but on, B- on BBC One at 10 past 11, you had something called Michael Aspel's Whale Safari. Oh, no. Nice. So, <laughs> Is he going out and shooting them? I don't know if he's in the middle of Africa trying to find whales. Um, <laughs> or in just... Wales trying to find a whale. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's the usual... Guff, and then um, Doctor Who, uh, the three Doctors started at 10 to 6. Lovely. Just a nice little time. Yeah, Mm. great time. And it was followed um, in order by Dixon of Doc Green, Scylla, and then Ironside. Sill. Sill. (laughs) There's Sill. La, 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 la. However, let's let's just play devil's advocate here, and Mm. you don't like your Doctor Who, and you're not going to watch him, you're going to pop on BBC Two. Shocking. At the same time, instead of watching the three doctors, you can watch Television Doctor. Oh. <laughs> Which is news, views, and current issues from the world of medicine with Dr. Alan Dobson. Oh, oh nice. Lovely. That's nice. You could go to a live doctor. Because Tyler obviously was busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after Television Doctor was Horizon, and it Ooh. just says this. Isn't it about time we took our canals seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Finally, someone's saying it. (laughs) Finally, someone addressing that issue, because I just point and laugh when I see canals. I don't know about you, but I just want to barge in. Nice. And uh, look at the canals. (laughs) (laughs) And After Horizon was a program called Them and Us. Uh Oh, and it says, yeah, no, and you're qu- absolutely right, Tom, to go. <laughs> oh, no, what is it? What are we going to deal with? Here we go. Them and us. I think that's going on today in Parliament Square. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. An occasional series about arts in other countries. Tonight, Germany. Ooh. Whoa. What are the differences and attitudes in achievement between them and us? Yeah. Who knows? Blimey. Who knows? So that was your, t- as I say, not, there wasn't, Apart from, isn't it about time we took our canals seriously? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Nothing of much cop. The best thing no. that was on was bloody Doctor O. Exactly. And there's little Scylla there making her cameo like in a Cold War Steve picture. <laughs> <laughs> and what I absolutely love about this is the first place we see in, in the episode, and I'm going to let Tom obviously take us cool. on mm-hmm. our journey, but we open in, we open in a place called Minsbridge. Yeah. <laughs> which just sounds like the most Brexit sounding town oh in the God. UK doesn't it Minsbridge yeah. Yeah. well we have the king of king of Brexit is one of the first characters that we meet he's quiet <laughs> he's a quiet character he doesn't say a lot but for me this whole episode this whole story is about him and it's oh, the Mr. Farmer. Ollie this, yeah there he is Mr. is it Ollis is his name um, Ollis no that's it Ollis yeah, yeah Mr. Ollis. Ollis he looks like the guy who runs the um the cheap pubs what's he called the Tim guy? Martin <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like him or Ro- him and Rod Hull got in the fly transport. <laughs> oh, what a combination! <laughs> Came out the other side. Yeah, uh, and, and in the background, there's a giant windsock, which yeah. drew my attention because I thought maybe Patrick had lost his prophylactic. They <laughs> <laughs> put up a flag for him. Yeah. Oh no, it's fallen off again. Um, I, just Mr. Ollis just literally looks like a true blue Tory right wing. Oh, that case, uh, and he's Who's got He's got a gun and he's out on his daily dogging exercises. Yes. <laughs> and as far as I'm he does not let go of that gun for the whole story, does no, he? No, it's like no, he's an action figure. Well, you can't blame him, really. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, 
can't blame him when he's catapulted to another planet. And have no. you seen his wife? <laughs> yeah. you, do, yeah. you do see the wife, don't you? you do. Yeah, did you give, looks give like she right, beat gives him a right, right bollock yeah. Mm. yeah, that's that's why he keeps going out for long walks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the missus is always going on, do that, will you, Mr. Hollis? <laughs> he, was, he was kidnapped from a Renault Espace in a car park at three in the morning. <laughs> For the fourth time that month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so well, he, we open we open on Mr. Ollis just Mr. disappearing. Ollis. Yeah, he's gone. He's vanished. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, Dr. Tyler has been called uh, to find yes. out. Yes. I wonder that- if like fans would be worried at this point that the three doctors are exciting title. If they'd be like, oh, is Dr. Tyler going to be one of the doctors? <laughs> he might as well be. He's got, he's yeah. got more lines than Hartnell. <laughs> and then, and then from America, Dr. Kildare. Yeah. It's like, oh, hang on. We've been duped. This is oh, ridiculous. We've been duped. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. The, um, Paul, I mean, this really should have been called the two and a half doctors because yeah. our, our first doctor barely makes an appearance. He just appears on a mastermind chair. Yeah. He looks like, you know those doorbells you can get now where you can see he's at the door? Yes. He looks like he's knocked on the door at three in the morning and you're like, who is it? And he's like, uh, that's my place. And he's like, no, sorry, no one lives here. You know. I've, I've turned up for filming. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to wait. Um, <laughs> sits outside BBC TV centre all night. I mean, we will get to it, but yeah, mm. Paul William, you don't think, like, clearly these are the first time he's even looked at these lines, because mm. you've got, like, is the bit where he says, what's a bridge for, eh? Mm. You're like, yeah, that, I yeah. don't think that was the intention of that line. No, no. <laughs> um, yes. We, we cut to my one of my favourite Doctor Who sets, which is um, the, the sort of unit lab. Yes. Um, it's I love amazing, this isn't it? And there, mm. if you if you notice in this in this scene, there's a graph directly behind the doctor, which I think shows how many uh, attempts he's made at taking Joe's life. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have established that he can be very very standoffish with Joe. Oh, he can be horrible. This one he stands can be out quite actually. horrible to Joe. Yeah, in this one, so you can just imagine bad. him noodling at the back, going, oh, the, "The third attempt went wrong." Oh, <laughs> Basically, Wiley Coyote. Yes, exactly. With with his Acme products. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, the Doctor is very Acme, isn't he? Because often his TARDIS is fucking awful. It can oh can't go anywhere. Also, case, well, in this made, case, he's made Bet- Betsy being able to run people over. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he's tried to kill Joe with the car. Exactly. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely cut the brakes and gone, why, why, why don't you go, go, for, go out for a spin, Joe? And said, Doctor, really? Yes, go on. <laughs> Just constantly trying to kill her. Yeah. Deary me. Oh, but yeah, so it's a really it's a really nice lab lab setting, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. It's um, we get it a lot of it in robots as well, which I know is a is a Tom Baker one, but yes. there's a few, and I think it looks really handsome. Mm. Yeah, it really that's does. Mm. It also, looks like it could be in Grange Hill. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I enjoy about it. You can have really it, nice. Nip out the corner and find like Tucker. <laughs> doing some heroin doing some heroin with Zamo yeah. inside with his face pressed up against the glass in a beaker yeah <laughs> he's been stuffed in from the Muppets yeah <laughs> well we get and a also funny... I l- oh yeah go on mm-hmm. oh no well I was just going to say I just want to skim over the silicon rod gag because I don't think it deserves much time and it's, no. it plays out way too long it does doesn't it yeah <laughs> 
What I really like about this episode and yeah. and 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 uh, all of them is the amazing incidental music. It is so busy and mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's like a cat that's just been walking over a synthesizer. <laughs> yeah. just, Especially all the driving scenes. Mad computer game that you don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll just. <laughs> you showed that scene out of context with that music, and they went, "Look, there's some Polish people have made Doctor Who." You'd be like those wacky Polish people. Yeah, yeah. They're weird music. Yeah. <laughs> and now on BBC Polish TV, Skwitzkistwa, <laughs> which, which I which I think is Polish for Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. works, works for me. I fooled Bye. me. Um, the next thing we find out is that we've got all these readouts of the of the whatever it is from the from the big orange box. Mm, the incident. Uh, the incident. Yeah. Now, and now is that is that box a fallen weather balloon? Is that the whole? Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I thought it was a car battery. Yeah, yeah but because it's it is sort of attached to a big parachutey thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I'm presuming it's something that's just floated down from air, air of space. Oh, I hadn't actually considered that. So but I, yeah, I, it just must be I just presumed it was a weather balloon. That was Mr. Hollis's signal that dogging is go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to go and fly the with the balloon, darling. <laughs> I think you'll find that I've locked I've, I've, I've locked the missus in the coast scuttle so we got one hour <laughs> get the balloon up <laughs> it was starting to feel with the synthesizer <laughs> the international the international dogging code has been <laughs> dogging has been assigned <laughs> Well, basically, because now, because on one of the readouts, it basically looks like Do- um, Ollis has been basically photocopying his ass. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> one of them's a shaft-like shape as well, because yeah. the brigadier thinks it's a lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah. It's it's obviously it's obviously Pertwee's medical um, exam. <laughs> it's, it's the X-rays. I'm am really sorry, Mister Pertwee, but we we think you might have a pen up your ass. <laughs> And and also a screaming man. <laughs> hey, that's where that went. Oh dear, never mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah. so so we just don't know what on earth is going on, do we? We don't. No. No. Suddenly there is a, a well. He gets out the the the, um, the sonic screwdriver, which for this the purposes of this is a Geiger counter, and it makes that horrible yes, sound. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a dolphin fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get a look at the organism. Yes. Yes. Which is um, how do, how on earth did they do that that effect? It's, it's a green screen thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like a caterpillar on rods. They walk yeah. around on a green screen. It's like somebody's spilt a lava lamp at points. Yes. Really, but I quite like it. It's quite mad. It looks like on that weather mm. when they're doing a weather map, but the weather map suddenly starts attacking the weatherman. Yes. Crawls <laughs> yeah. out the map. It's the isobars, Joe. <laughs> it's a cold front from the west. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I also love about this episode is, isn't it very much appears to me that this is, it looks like this is the first time that the Doctor has allowed anyone from Unit to mm. ever go inside the TARDIS. Yes. It's mad, it, isn't it? Yes. And both times when, ben, um, when Benton, is it Benton? Yeah. Yes. Um, when, 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 the, when Benton goes in in episode one and mm. the Brigadier goes in in episode two, they mm. are utterly unimpressed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's not a single slither of curiosity, of wow. They right. just walk in and go, all oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it's just utterly mad. For like four years, um, the Brigadier's been know. watching the Doctor go into that thing and never You've thought... you never, ever have curiosity to go <laughs> yeah. in there. Ever. 
Yeah. Well, the doctor's a bit of a bell about it as well. He's like, yes, yes, I know what you're going to say. It's bigger on the inside than outside. No. Get over it, you prick. Yeah. <laughs> and all they both say is, shit in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> well, that is the, the the overriding theme of this is that people do not like. I love this TARDIS set. I think it looks really good. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Because uh, to sort of. Uh, oh yeah. Well, first of all, the the one thing that's happening obviously is that this weird organism um, is draining power and in Gallifrey. Mm. Yes, uh, that's right. Because yeah, we, 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 we get a mm. cut too to sort of Gallifrey, sort of I don't know, bloody. Interpol branch or whatever yeah. it is. And I love the Chancellor. He's got the most bizarre, pompous, reedy, weird voice. Really he weird. Like, he sounds like Gruber from a lower low. He does. Who's <laughs> <laughs> all talking like that, Joseph? <laughs> I think the Doctor would be very happy in my little tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the things from Galaxy Quest. We need your help. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's like, on your head, beard, there's going to be a lot of bloody paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the bit where he goes, but you can't? And it <laughs> you really can't! <laughs> well, there's no need for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah so, no, so, Alan, so, so, there's, so there's bother in Gallifrey, isn't there? They're like, oh yeah. no, something's happening to the doctor. Mm. Yes. Mm. And uh, the first time I ever saw this story, I thought he said, beard on your own head. And I didn't know what that meant, but for, I think about two years I used that phrase to mean sort of, oh, that sounds dodgy. Uh, but <laughs> beard on your own head. Beard on your own head. Well, like, where in... did you where did you grow up, Tom? <laughs> I grew up in South London. Huh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you were wandering around the mean streets of South London. I was going. Oh, going... you were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone who did have a beard on their head. Well, I thought it was a reference beard to his weird hair. His weird because yeah. that one of them has got sort of quite weird grey pubes. Um, yeah, yeah. For a hairstyle. I thought it was a reference. But to again, that. but again, there, there, there's a time and a place to start bringing that sort of stuff. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're in the middle of a crisis. If you just stop and go, God, your hair's weird. <laughs> Genuinely, sorry, we're really busy. Let's <laughs> I mean, face it. Doctor Who hasn't got time to comment on people's weird hair. There's too much of it. No. That, oh my goodness. <laughs> Even um, Benton in this has got like a haircut you'd only see in like the. If you go into a barber's in the mid '80s, they've got those charts on the wall of haircuts you could have. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Benton's yeah. have got one where it's kind of like combed all over the sideburn and over the ear. Yeah, yeah. it's not nice. He's he's clearly served some time in a North Korean prison, <laughs> 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 and he's gone for the number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but, he's uh, yeah. So we're in the TARDIS now. Everyone's crammed into the TARDIS because the organism's eating eating stuff. Mm. Not remotely. Inquisitive, curious, or shocked, or in awe. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, uh, this a turd cabinet. And it's like, oh, come on, it's amazing. <laughs> say something. And that's when they put the force field on. Is this when Gallifrey say, look, we're going to have to... No, that's when the doctor says, look, I've got no alternative. I'll have to SOS. Mm. Mm. So if you need me, Joe, just and call get, me SOS. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and no. then we get Troughton's lovely appearance. Oh, isn't it? So good. The way he's you introduced so this is good. so great. Mm. Yeah, he's brilliant in this. He's sparkling. Mm. And I love the fact, and I think they did this on purpose, because um, uh, if we ever do talk about maybe uh, the five Doctors or the two Doctors, no, not gonna maybe happen. we will. Not gonna um, <laughs> every time Doctor number two meets Doctor mm. number three, they loathe each other. Yes, I fucking yeah, love it. It's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. And you don't get it so much with other Doctors. No. It's just... 
number two into three. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. real. It's real. I I hate my big brother. It's so true because yeah. like Peter Davison's doctor loves everybody. Um, yeah, McCoy exactly. obviously never met any of the others. Um, yeah. But you'd imagine they'd get on. But yeah, two and three absolutely but fucking Trout, hate each other. Trout and Pertwee loathe each other, but they're right. having so much fun yes. with, with all the bickering. It's brilliant. You I can tell it. they really got on in real life. I think they did, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, it's exactly what you want. It's exactly what you want when you get, you get to see two doctors and they just there is actually good banter. And banter is often terrible in Doctor Who. Yeah. So this yes. is a big relief. And, yeah. And Time Lord banter between themselves, it allows all those lovely gags of me, who, you, I, me, I, you, yeah. me, and all that sort of stuff. And everyone else just looking really baffled. Listen, yes, Joe, exactly. I am me, yeah. and he is, what is he? He does the, he does the line from I and the Warrus, doesn't he? Yes. Cuckoo-cuckoo-choo. Oh, and she says, she, 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 he says, what does that mean? And she says, it's from the Beatles. And then Pat puts that recorder in his mouth and goes, oh, how does it go? Lovely. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could do more of that stuff. They could do more of that, like me and you, but we and don't you mean I and all that stuff? And it's like I'm off for a wank. Don't you mean? Don't you mean to have sex with me? What the hell? Oh God, this has got weird. Oh God, yeah, that's something I hadn't thought about. <laughs> it's something I never wanted to think about. Get but your hands off my penis! Oh no! Oh, he oh, would dear. make a great doctor, by the way. Come on, that- Joe! What- the- Come on, Joe! Why don't you grab them both? You can pretend you're skiing. <laughs> Doctor, please! <laughs> that is the best doctor we never had, by the way. The um, what? What's the charge? <laughs> Eating a meal? A second Chinese meal? <laughs> <laughs> I see you know your judo, sir. Get your yeah. hand off my penis! <laughs> yeah, he would be a great doctor. He'd be amazing. He'd be a good stand-in for Patrick Troughton. Now, yes. there's, some, there's something we definitely have to address in this episode, which happens mm. again later, but the Doctor sort of has a telepathic conference with himself. Yes, and it's and done like go, a camera shutter. Yeah. It's like a fast-forward beginning of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like... All them in little fishy poses. It's brilliant. It's also it's so very, funny. very lazy writing, but you, they get away with it because it's done so fun. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I need to catch up the other doctor on everything that's happened. I know, I'll do it with telekinesis. It's brilliant. Uh, or tele- I, I, telepathy, I, sorry. I, and, I keep and forgetting how many times um, the Time Lords can apparently just do magic occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You don't get it in, in, in our new Who's, but in the old Who's, this like, oh, it's all right, I'll just go into a coma and put my body somewhere and have a look, or mm-hmm. I'll just yeah. communicate with my own mind, or yeah. I'll, just, I'll just have a small telepathic conference with my kneecap it's all, just really, it's all just really like oh right i didn't know you could do that as well yeah but it really it like means that the plot zips along because no one has to be like exactly no one has to yes. recap everything it's really yeah, handy. it would be really boring if he was like well what's happened is <laughs> so they thought of a clever way of doing it it's very and smart it's very appreciated and the other thing i love in uh, throughout this whole uh, all these episodes is the only thing that Troughton is genuinely concerned about is his missing uh, recorder. Yes. yes. That's, that, that's his story arc. <laughs> there is a, He's not remotely interested in saving the world, really. There is a deleted scene in wants this, a by the way. Oh, really? is there? Yeah, I was reading about it today. <clears throat> There's a scene where Pertwee has the recorder. He goes into a secret room in the TARDIS and he sl- slowly <laughs> puts, puts the lip of it up his ass <laughs> and then puts it back where he found it. Why don't you give us a tune? Yeah, watch it later. He goes, I'd, I'd love it if you played recorder for us. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> My name's Jason Fleming. 
The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people, people who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turn their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. an actor from the 1930s. <laughs> He's giving yes. that, oh, blimey. God, blimey, I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Holy Moses. Yeah. But um, what I also like about this is, now the Brigadier doesn't give a tinker's cuss about the inside of the TARDIS, but he cannot cope with the idea of two doctors. He cannot grasp the his, concept no, at all. His reaction when he sees Troughton is hilarious. <laughs> he kind of gives that, brilliant. oh, for f- fuck's sake yeah it's brilliant he goes oh hello brigadier <laughs> and also there's all this madness going on and then the brigadier is obsessed that the doctor has to go and give a conference in geneva yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no time for that now the, well, we, that we the brigadier he's... has to accept and then things he point blank refuses to accept like the fact that the building has been transported um to another planet he cannot yes, even know, comprehend that oh, oh. 
you I really get the idea that the brigadier is a climate change denier. <laughs> he's, he's a member of the Flat Earth Society. Definitely. Even though he's seen so much contrary evidence to it. He hangs around with a Time Lord. He's seen things that other people wouldn't believe. And yet he still thinks, no, 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 the world is flat. <laughs> brigadier, can you stop forwarding me those anti-vaxxer emails? They're really... Uh... Exactly. I mean, who really be- who imagine better him to- being part of that. Who better yeah. to place a, uh, a rogue Time Lord in the hands of than a man who refuses to believe anything's happening and you're, to make sure you're securely anchored to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading, Doctor. Apparently there's a Nigerian prince that's... <laughs> I'm meeting him in Geneva. Um, one thing I do... One other fact we find out, which I love about Gallifrey, is they have um, circular paper. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. nice touch. Why nice haven't touch. we done that? It's a good idea. It's really good. Although it is a bit um, like uh, they can't be trusted. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're cutting corners, Tom, literally. <laughs> yeah, that's very also, nice. Circular yeah. paper is going to be a filing issue that is going to oh be chaotic. God. Is this then they're sending around Robin? <laughs> <laughs> also, Im- imagine trying to bind them all together into some oh. sort of book. You've got, you've got no bind for it. Mm. Oh, this yeah. round paper idea is ridiculous. <laughs> you have to sew them together like kids do. so that's a terrible idea yeah that is a dreadful Mm. idea um and so you know the brigadier cannot cope with the concept of a pertwee and a trouton and then when he he meets hartnell Mm. literally his brain is literally caving in the scaffolding on earth is that the the internal scaffolding of belief is just collapsing in his brain what do we think about hartnell being locked in a telly well, uh, I think it's quite. I think it's the wrong decision. What would you have had? Would you have had him there? I'd have had him put him front and center. Every line is his. Um, just see what happens. I mean, by all means, so it's so, it's, him, so it's just co- it's just called the one doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have him by all means in a lockup, sitting in a sex dungeon toy. Yeah, that's fine. But mm-hmm. don't film the telly. Oh yeah, I know. Have, have his video because all all the time. It's him talking. We're getting the sound of him talking through a telly. We're getting the reflections of everybody else in his vision. Yeah. And it just feels a bit weird. Why not just cut to his VT? That's a very good point. How bad? Because it wasn't in his garage or something. Yeah. He was was very ill, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. It was in his garage. Yeah, I think so. I can only imagine that footage looked abysmal. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So, you, so, so if you peer really carefully, if you if you freeze it peer really carefully, you could just see the back of a car bonnet, yeah. maybe yeah. A, m- maybe a wooden lathe and an old copy of Russell, <laughs> a Canon yeah. WD forty, but that yeah. was that was for him. Yeah, yeah. He died He's, of carbon monoxide poisoning, didn't he? That's because oh, uh, no. the car was running in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, it's a nice thing to do because obviously this is the tenth anniversary show, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's only right and proper that he should be in it. I just think it's a weird decision to have him in a telly in the corner of a room and the camera being filming the the camera filming the telly. So yeah. maybe, so maybe this possibly is just because he was slightly too ill to do major film work. Then maybe that was the reason yeah. behind I mean, it all. His readings suggest so, don't they? They I mean, what, what 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 he doesn't know is that he's actually sat inside a crate, which is currently on a freight ship, and it's, and it's on its way and it's on its way to Dignitas. Yeah. He, he doesn't realise that. 
Goodness I mean, me. basically, <clears throat> the benefit of it being Hartnell, I think, for me, is the fact that you get the publicity shots of the yeah. three doctors in yes. that little triangle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that looks great. Um, and he just needed to be there once in the show to be like, I'm here and I've done my bit. And yeah. then I think it's all worth it. Um, mm. If it, literally, he could have just popped up at the end and gone, "Don't forget about me." And, he should and have been in a it. backpack on John Percy's back, like Yoda, <laughs> like Yoda and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> he pops his head out well, once just, or twice. <laughs> just, just stick him in a wheelbarrow and just, 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 just yeah. wander, wander around with him. Put, yeah, tie him to the Betsy's bonnet, <laughs> like a teddy bear. Yeah, or like oh. an animal you've shot. <laughs> Have him all splayed out on the front. (laughs) All they really needed to do was to cut the Dr. Tyler part and just tinker it, and that could have been the first Doctor. Yeah. Or he could have done all of that. They should have had a Doctor from the future. (gasps) That would be exciting. Well, is the rumour true that um, originally we were meant to have Jamie and that that Emmerdale Farm meant that uh, Fraser Hines wasn't available, so that's why Benton is so prominent in this story? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Was Emmerdale going then? So, uh, <laughs> Paul? Ja- 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 Jamie couldn't attend because he was fighting off the Solarians and the Woolpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we may in future episodes discuss how he's just stuck to, stuck in some um, some ducts somewhere for, uh, <laughs> for a long time, building a nest. I'm just going to look up to see when it started. I don't okay. disbelieve you, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it started in 1972, so that's entirely oh, plausible. Yeah. There you go. So he was off doing that. So then we get a lot of Benton. Hmm. Yes, we do. I don't dislike. I think no. I think uh, Benson and, and Yates are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, no Yates and, and, though in this one. Obviously. No, no. There's no Yates, but I think I think Benson's Geneva, got, got a really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Benson's got a really soft spot for Joe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and there's that really bit where they it. think that the doctors are dead, and and he's the shoulder that Joe cries on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And then he checks oh. his pockets and all his all his money's missing. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's off. I know a lot of people don't like the unit stuff because it's so Earth-based and everything, but I really think it's really ref- a refreshing period to dip into. It's lovely. Yeah, when it's done crew, well, it's quite when nice. It's, when it's done well, it's brilliant. Mm. Um, when when um, a unit are in disarray and don't know what to do, it's brilliant. When unit are somehow uh, the sort of engine room behind the plot, it's never as good. No, uh, but when they're completely like, oh gosh, we don't know what to do. Help us, Doctor Who. That's brilliant. Yes, yeah. yeah when, when the plot all, can be solved with them firing guns, you're like, yeah, what is the you point just go, of this? Ah, yeah, no yeah. good at all. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, so we're on the planet now. Yeah, we're on the planet. Ooh, it just never Everyone's having a wander around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all they all landed different spots. We assume Ollis has been there for like three days, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just um, randomly shooting at anything. Yeah, that moves. <laughs> anything that moves. And, uh, yeah, he's, Again, he's, he's, he doesn't seem that sort of nonplussed by it. No, he seems no. to be taking it in his stride. He, quite he's well. gone a bit feral. You see him occasionally peeking over cliff faces with a shotgun. You're like, come near me and I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically that farmer that shot those those burglars, isn't he? <laughs> yes. He, is. he he he's the guy that you needed when all those crusty protesters go up trees to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he called Tony Martin? Wasn't he was another? Tony Martin. Yeah. I could I could just imagine him being on the news and just shooting swampy out of a tree. One hundred percent. You want to be on my land? You get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, swampy could be the name of one of the girl guards. They they do look a yes. bit. Yes. Yeah, they do. 
And as you yeah, say, they're, they're bizarre, aren't they? Because yeah. they're like a big round scotch egg bubble but with a crab's claw it looks like if your if your dad was like the ceo of a company that made meat like products yeah. and then they made a novelty meat christmas tree yeah and they brought it home and at like the top is instead of an angel there's a scotch egg yeah. and there's like awful instead of tinsel and everything that's what they look like they look terrible i mean at the I time they must have thought say, this is fucking awful he brings one home and says this is your new brother and you're like oh no dad's gone mad <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good example of just how much time alone, you know, um, Paul Mega <laughs> has spent. Mm. Yeah. Because he's what? He's creating them in his own image, is he? Is he cre- cre- yeah. Was he can't he even drunk? see himself, was as he, we find he, out later. So. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake, that bit's mm. amazing. Mm. He's got a huge full-length mirror. At no point has he ever decided <laughs> to take off that fucking massive, unwieldy, dustbin-lid helmet yeah. and have a little bloody butchers at himself. <laughs> It'd be amazing. And when he finally does, he, he's, he's nothing. Nothing he's nothing. nothing. Be amazing. I mean, he must get his knob out for a piss and be like, Where, where's he gone? <laughs> I, d- I don't think he does. I just think he does it in his trousers and yeah, just gets on with his day. Because there's no one around to smell me! It'd be great if when they actually did meet him, he, all his uh, catchphrases are out of date. <laughs> He's like, talk to the hand, right? I was like, no, we stopped saying that years ago. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. What's up? What's up? I am cool, Daddy O. <laughs> uh, all right, all hey, right, Doctor. You, your TARDIS is skill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's rad and it's ace. Yes. <laughs> Cowabunga. Don't have a cow, Doctor. Nudging but I Joe. love it. So, oh. how, mm. how, long, how long do we presume Omega's been by himself in this mad palace of mania that he's built well, is, it, is it supposed to be thousands of years it must be right because the time he gave time lords the ability to travel in time mm, yes that's right. so he's been there for as long as they've been traveling into so yeah it's it's like millennia he's been stuck there yeah and I he's made it. a chair he's made a chair <laughs> yeah. he's made a chair he's also at some point popped to earth and stolen liberace's cape <laughs> well, this and is what I was say. His base yeah. looks like uh, one of those tests where they put a camera up someone's bum hole, but it's Liberace. <laughs> it's he's like built, caverns he, of glitter. He's built a palace out of polyps. Yeah, <laughs> awful. Like Barbara Cartland's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's sort of. Co- <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh there's sort of connotations of like under the sea because the monsters are all, you know, you know, sort of like, well, they've got a crab's bloody claw for some they reason. They have got a crab's yeah. claw. That's and, the only and thing the you can remember. the palace is all lumpy and bumpy, like sort of coral, and it looks mm. like it should be underwater somehow, but well, maybe he just went, I don't, I can't swim! Well, <laughs> Doctor, I'm glad you're here because. Under the sea, under <laughs> the sea. <laughs> darling, it's a wet Whatever. Um, yeah, I think he can only remember crabs and and balls. It's like he. The last thing he remembers is Mr. Blobby, but he's not remembered it well. Like oh God, that's what they are. That's Mr. Blobby going into Seth Brundle's transport from the fly and coming out yeah. all like. <laughs> So, if you watch that movie carefully, what happens is in the dead of night, Mr. Blobby is put into one, and inadvertently, a crab wanders in. Yeah. <laughs> a crab wanders in, and they are fused. What a deleted scene. Imagine how different the fly would have been. Just Mr. Brundle go in, and the crab just sidling in. 
<laughs> I didn't have to wait for it to get in to shut the door as well. It's not, it's not like he wouldn't notice. Oh, come, on, come on, get a move and I'm just going to shut Dave, the door. David Cronenberg's The Crab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, so we've so, got... So, yeah. uh, what do we have to do then? We have to fight his um his, the, his subconscious. His subconscious. Yeah. Oh my. Well, yeah. No, because yeah. So so Omega says, "I'm going to put you in the dark side of my mind." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just sit, and you're just thinking, if I mean, I've, I've thought we've seen enough evidence of that clearly already. But, um, <laughs> we. I don't know where you're going to take uh, the dark side of his mind. Must be foul beyond foul. Yeah, but, and no, I don't know what it is not. that little. It's, the goblin that he has in his the dark side of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a... He looks like Darth Vader with the helmet. That's right. Yeah. He looks like a... He looks like a sort of PE teacher from 1958. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this with, really weird. I um, know, he's got like a ribbed condom face. It's bizarre. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what's really weird wrestling match. Well, this is yeah. brilliant. This yeah. is... I mean, how, are they just laying on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, am- it's amazing. Yeah. It's it absolutely great. amazing. And, and, and Pertwee in slow motion, you know, with his medallion and everything, it looks yeah. like he's oh. doing an aftershave advert. <laughs> he does. High karate. Just, it, reminded, it reminded me of the naked wrestling scene in Women in Love. Yes. Really? <laughs> is. Which would just... be much better with John Pertwee. We yeah. All <laughs> well, to be honest, we are in Omega's dark side of his mind, so they should have been butt naked and oiled up. <laughs> oh, God, that would be amazing wouldn't it having a fight are we to assume that Patrick Troughton's just watching as well (laughs) (laughs) just watching that was one of his things (laughs) watching at the side and then sniffing the end of his recorder going doesn't doesn't smell right oh dear I get the feeling this was like some Pertwee mandated um, fighting, right? He must. Yes, have I'm going to do yes. some Venusian karate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, right, all right, all right, Pertwee. Yeah, come Go on, on, Super then. Ted. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just rolling around the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then once that's over with, they come out and then they kind of use their mind powers to fuck up Omega, don't they? Yes. Yes, that's right. And that's where you get you get his. Scream. <laughs> Meanwhile, the brigadier is only worried about the fact that Unit is no longer in Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants his country back, Paul. <laughs> I think he's really upset because somehow one of his mistresses has been uh, transported up there as well. She had, had her hiding in a back room. Well, she was she was just coming out of the window as it transports, but it's only got half of her. <laughs> Again, like the fly, she's just like writhing oh around with half of her body. So, 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 just before unit headquarters was taken up, he's like, "Forget your knickers, love. Get out the window." <laughs> <laughs> crawling out and suddenly, whoop. what you I don't mean, see is that Yates was doing a wee at the time and <laughs> <laughs> it was castrated as the uh, <laughs> as the building went through. We found half a woman and a penis. Yeah. <laughs> Trouton's immediately interested. I shall turn them into a flute. No, you can't do that. Don't put those together. That's disgusting. You get the brigadier lightly kicking that penis around and then going, here we go again. <laughs> so again, um, Trouton is a... All he wants from, from Omega is to summon up a new recorder for him. Yep. He's yes. just constantly obsessed. Yep. <laughs> that is can't get over recorder. It. 
I know, you really can. And then Omega, and this is, I quite like this, that, that it mm. is revealed that Omega is somehow a prisoner of himself, of, of his own power. Mm. That's very neat, isn't it? Yeah. I really like I that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that, and that explains a lot, because he's a gibbering madman, and then you realise <laughs> he's, he's actually just an idiot. Yeah. Well, it's always he's fun. He's just a lonely idiot. It's he always fun mates. to have a villain who has been... Um, What's the word? I can't think of words today because I'm hungover. <laughs> Who has been, you know, put somewhere like like Napoleon was in exile. exile. Yes. Yeah. Like Wrath of Khan with Khan and everything. It's always really fun to have someone come back and bite them. I like yeah. that. Yes, because it could be because he's had just years of wallowing in his own madness. Yes, mm. exactly. And then, so suddenly, when he's got someone to spar with, he, you know, from from the outside looking in, everyone is going, "Fuck me, he's a nutcase." Mm. Poor yeah. Guy. Poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, because you you do feel slightly sorry for him when he sort of just says, "I want the doctors to stay with me. I just want to talk to someone." Mm. Yeah, Boo-hoo, just give me a hug. <laughs> they should have really for a wants. bit. They should have stayed for one game of boggle and then and then like yeah. you know zapped him or whatever. One yeah. game of boggle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so everyone goes through the event horizon, and now this is where the the sort of clearly the budget. Got away from them because they have to go through yeah. this event horizon, which is—it's um, hard to describe. Really, it's like stars in their eyes. Hmm. So it's the, it's what it must look like on the other side of stars in their eyes. Be like tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be Elton John, and then you you step through it. <laughs> there's a little there's a little bit before where where, where someone says, "Can't we just nobble him?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then Troughton Tr- says we are talking about one of the most powerful blokes in the universe <laughs> blokes he calls him a bloke he does <laughs> so good most powerful bloke in the universe uh, run <laughs> <laughs> that is so, one of the things that this episode is they, there is a lot of like toing and throwing from the TARDIS because obviously they can't talk to William Hartnell unless they're in the TARDIS so yes. they're sort of in and out quite a lot and that's quite it's not great is it it looks sort of quite strange that they keep on flitting back and forth from it no. it's like they have to keep going back to feed the budgie you know yeah. like, let's <laughs> make sure he's alright oh he's done his business all over the planet. <laughs> all over the console again let's lay down yeah. some newspaper and we'll go back on the planet <laughs> <laughs> poor thing because when they all get together they have another seizure chat yes even more weirder now with three of them. <laughs> but you see William Hartnell isn't in it as much because obviously when they have a seizure chat they flip between the two whereas in this one William Hartnell's in every like fourth mm. uh, image so yeah mm. clearly they were sort of limiting his uh, his involvement <laughs> so even then he, even in that telepathic chat he couldn't quite get his work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just didn't have much to say <laughs> yeah maybe not I mean, he's very much this one is like he's the he's the daddy, right? He's the one who sort of gets the the squabbling kids to to behave. Yes, yes, yes. His, yes. Yeah, and he knows what a time bridge is for. <laughs> eh? Eh? <laughs> Cross it. So yeah, so he says, "Oh, look under the console, and you'll see it. You'll see the recorder." Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he knows where everything is. Yeah, and um, and that is how they defeat Omega somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Does yeah. he just sort of like? Well, um, yeah, hang on, let's have a look. What, what, how does Omega, does he just sort of go, oh, hell? <laughs> <laughs> he knocks it on the floor, and then for some reason, because the, the, because the, the recorder is matter, and it's a world of antimatter, that somehow yeah. makes everything explode. 
Yeah. It, it just looks like they, they've passed him a really weird game that he has to work out the rules. <laughs> yeah. This mad sort of, only from Waddington's for three yeah. or six players. Let's go, but Johnny, this, go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, this, this weird plastic dome, but with a flute sticking at the top, and it's just like, really, yeah, that's, yeah. That's how, that's how we'll get him. You know when you turn up late for a birthday party and, and you sort of forgot to buy a present, and you just hand over like some things you had in the car? <laughs> It really has that vibe to it. It's like you got really pissed and went to a car boot sale. <laughs> <laughs> you only had three pounds, and that's yeah. what you came back with. Happy anniversary, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got you. A salad spinner, a recorder, <laughs> and some wiring. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Dennis. Oh, thanks so much. I'll, I'll put it over here. Um, but it's yes. brilliant. Yeah, but so you're absolutely right. Um, our, our oldest statesman doctor literally is a bit like young Mr. Grace at the end. Like, you've all done very well. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying well done to the other doctors. Yeah. <laughs> you've all done very well. Mm. <laughs> and then Troughton just sort of vanishes. He, you yeah. know, yeah. as is his want. He's done his job. And so yeah. he just, he just <laughs> fades away to nothing. <laughs> Um, and then the Doctor gets his dematerialisation circuit back. Yes. Yay, the Doctor can finally go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Thank God for that. Very <laughs> And he's, he's literally given it as like a sort of, like a, well, like almost like a medal, like a little present for being a good boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, he got lovely. the Gallifreyans out of trouble, didn't he? So He did. So they did it. And they go off to uh, uh, to go in Carnival of the Monsters. If you, uh, um, we've, we've covered Carnival we've of the Monsters. We've covered if you, that. Oh, so, so yeah. is that where they go next? Yeah. Yes. So this is the oh, first time wow. we've done an episode that follows on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, so this is the first time in the TARDIS going anywhere, and they have to go and deal with all of that. Poor yeah. things. <laughs> Got a good episode, Jesus. though, didn't they? So. Oh, blimey, didn't they just? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, if someone's done a league table, I think that might be so, these first <laughs> ones we've done. So, out of, like, Doctor Who villains, Omega is really quite... Pointless. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea, poorly executed. I think. Yes. Yeah. If you said on paper just... this is uh, the villain, you'd be like, "Wow, that's a great idea." But, mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, because he's quite. If you see a still of him, you just go, mm-hmm. "Wow, he look that looks mental." Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the trouble is, obviously, he um, he. I think in retrospect, people have gone, "He's really good in this story because he comes back in the Ark of Infinity." He does, yes. And that's yes. really bad. <laughs> He's even more pointless and uh, nonsensical than that. So people look back on the three doctors and like, oh no, that was the good one. That was the good Omega mm. appearance. Yeah. It's voiced by, um, I've forgotten his name. Oh, hang on. Is it Stephen Thorne? Yes. Who yes. was, who was um, the demon in Demons. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. And also nice. he did the voice of Aslan in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, he and he's voice. in the, the Hand of Fear as well. He's the um, uh, Eldrad in the Hand of Fear. Ah. He's got that real booming voice. Gosh, he gets around, doesn't he? He mm. does. And here he is playing What's on the End of the Stick, Vic. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's the man with the oh stick. Oh, my God, that's exactly, exactly the same shape. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God, perfect. imagine the doctor. Well, let's have a look what you've got on the end of your uh, stick, <laughs> Omega. That's my bloody flute! Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't let it lie. You wouldn't let it lie. Ay, ay, ay. But do you know what? It's it's fun. It is fun. It's fun, isn't mm. it? It's oh, fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's fun. And that's good. It's not a slog. No, no, it's not, not a slog. Because this is four episodes, and it's it's got lovely elements to it. People just abducted and plonked on an alien world. Yeah. Three doctors, good bants. 
Yep. <laughs> Good bounce. A mad, mad alien that turns out that he's made entirely of nothing, which is brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Always fun. <laughs> or, yeah, I think it does. And if you think about a 10th anniversary special, like there is a lot of fun interplay between Trout and Pertwee. Yeah. And Loads, yeah. A bit of Gallifrey as well, which is always, at, at this point, was still fun. We still like yeah. seeing Gallifrey at this point mm-hmm. and being ruined. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting into that corporate red tape area, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, about, it's about to become like a small claims court for the yeah. rest, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the next 20 years. So, so like, oh, in, terms of, in terms of points, I was thinking uh, we could give it 100 Scotch eggs nice scotch eggs. Scotch, how many <laughs> scotch egg crab based bollock monsters yeah. <laughs> do you want to give this tom right okay so <laughs> i am gonna give it i think i really enjoyed this and looking back I, I, i've got the blu-rays the blu-ray box set and mm-hmm. i think it looks great as well i think it like it really holds up in terms of how it looks yeah um yeah. i'm gonna go quite high i think i'm gonna so was this did you say it was released in 1970 72 it came out mm-hmm. yeah so, so i'm gonna give it 72 i'm gonna give it 72 Ooh, scotch eggs wow wow mm. that's a good score yeah that's a very good score um, what I love, what I love about it is just the con- the brilliant dialogue between Pertwee and Trout, and it's so much fun. Yes. I love that the fact that they can't stand themselves. <laughs> That's brilliant, and I really love the bit. And it's just it's just a simple little thing, but I love the bit where they just find a bit of the unit wall and the door just in the middle of nowhere because yes. yeah, yeah. that just happens to be the bit that was absorbed and it taken. It kind of looks like when Pink Floyd played Pompeii. <laughs> it looks like some weird sort of 1960s experimental theatre piece that yeah. you've all the bed sitting room wandered yes. toward yes the yeah. bed sitting room mm-hmm. so I kind of love all the look about it um, yeah. it's really good fun I'm going to give it a 68 very good I, uh, I'm, it's not one of my favourites but I yes, love seeing Patrick and John together it's lovely oh. yeah. uh, it always is but this is probably my favourite one of them together um, so for that I'm going to give it 70 <gasps> So that eggs. gives that so gives how it's, many scotch egg crab crab monsters? It's two hundred and ten <laughs> scotch eggs out of three hundred. God, that's not bad, is it? That's, that's very not good. Bad at all. Mm. Wow. Um, so that's the three doctors comprehensively yeah. dealt with. Any Absolutely. anything that we want to mop up? Obviously, Otis <laughs> goes back to his his wife, and I think Otis the first line of that he says in the entire thing, which yeah. is um, oh, you, something like you wouldn't believe me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just com- comes back to his nagging wife, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I did ask for com- correspondence for these <clears throat> three episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll be surprised to hear the majority of them are for other episodes. But I have got <laughs> one comment for this episode, which is, hmm. uh, if the second Doctor had been exiled on Earth instead of the third, he would have driven the Brigadier crazier than ever. <laughs> which I think is definitely true yes I think not, mm. not only would he have perfected the recorder he would have moved on to bagpipes <laughs> and other really annoying instruments that's, yeah. from, that's from Becky who's at a mongo so oh, thank, thank you, you Becky, Becky I think you've you're commented right. before so thank you and I think that um, it, like Patrick Trout also almost gets bent and killed with the, the weird gun he has um, <laughs> as well so like he'd have been the wor- absolutely the worst one to be exiled on Earth he'd have yeah. had a miserable time but he has good trousers in this. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He usually has sort of oh, check trousers great. that are looks great. kind of ankle swingers, but in this they're nicely tailored. They are. 
And I think he, he's going to go on, maybe in future episodes, to uh, to be where he returns to look pretty dishevelled in some of them. Some of them. Yes. Who knows yes. what we're going to do next? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Next, next time when we get back together, it might be something completely different. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about an episode of The High Chaparral, just to oh, mix nice. it up a bit. I'm going to do El Dorado. Nice. Oh, brilliant. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's quite linked to your next one, Paul. Marcus. Oh, yes. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> so, until next time. <laughs> we, we'll keep wheezing and groaning. Nice. Uh, you can follow us on at wheezing pod. Sorry, Tom. I should let you do this. Uh, no, you do go follow us at we- at wheezing pod. Yeah. Um, and I should probably have some sort of um, uh, something from the episode to sign us out. So I'm just going to look at some quotes that I wrote down, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to say uh, uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> Hang on. What does what does Patrick Clark say when he leaves? Does he just wa- does he just wave? I think he just waves, yeah. I think he um, just goes, fuck you! <laughs> what's he, what's he, he might do this. Have <gasps> <laughs> you that recorder? It's a whistle. Oh, lovely. Well, yeah. see, well, should we all end this by, by making contact until yeah. next until we next meet? Should we all make contact? So we always go... you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.